Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include how to improve business, the Fed strategy, and the fallout from the latest inflation reading. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus Vision is a plug-and-play business intelligence solution that gives lenders the insights they need to run their organizations more purposefully and profitably. Featuring out-of-the-box dashboards, scorecards, and reports, Nexus Vision improves visibility and equips leaders to make data-backed decisions. Learn more at simplenexus.com. Camping, where you spend a small fortune to live like a homeless person. Lenders have done a remarkable job in the last few years trying to reduce homelessness in an indirect way. Namely, putting creditworthy borrowers in well-collateralized properties in a compliant manner despite COVID. But let me get right to the point. It's not good out there right now for residential lenders or their counterparties. After a remarkable record-setting 2020 and 2021, the industry is now suffering, and companies are adjusting. We all knew the good times wouldn't last forever, but the degree to which things have plummeted has been surprising. First, the corporations were hit, then branches, and now mortgage loan officers are feeling the pain of A, very little business, and B, higher rates. Do independent mortgage bank originators think that their 150 or 150 base point commissions are untouchable, especially in price wars? Not to mention that we're heading into the autumn and winter. What are MLOs, lenders, and vendors going to do to improve business? Our industry has a lot of smart, savvy entrepreneurs. People always need a place to live and usually finance it, and someone has to be around to do those loans. Companies are strategizing. Wait, doesn't raising rates mean higher prices and worse inflation? Let me explain. In the most basic sense, inflation is caused by too many dollars chasing too few goods. But inflation can be complicated and rarely is it caused by a single factor. However, basic economics tells us that supply and demand dictate prices in a free market economy. Prices rise if demand increases and supply drops or stays the same. If supply falls without a proportional decrease in demand, prices will also rise. Fortunately, families and companies saved a tremendous amount of money during the pandemic. Unfortunately, they're now spending it. Turning to the bond market, when interest rates rise, it becomes more costly to borrow money. Something that may pencil out at 3% may not make sense at 7%. Whether it is buying a house or a company like Pepsi building a new bottling plant in Yuma, Arizona. If a family doesn't buy a house or Pepsi doesn't build a new plant, it tends to dampen the economy a little, or a lot. And when prices of things like electricity or gasoline soak up more savings or income from people, this leaves consumers with less money in their pockets, and they spend less as a result. This might cause grocery shoppers to prefer the generic brand over the name brand or spend less on non-essentials, or shift from butter to margarine. It also affects business spending, which is sensitive to the cost of money. So, rising interest rates tend to dampen both individual consumer spending and business activity. If all goes well with the Fed's moves, the result of raising the interest rates 
that the Fed has control over will be a cooling effect on the economy, causing interest rates to eventually fall back in line. The goal is not for inflation to be zero, but to be about 2% because the Fed sees this as a healthy rate of inflation for a growing economy. This week's producer price index and consumer price index show that we're a long way from that. Rising interest rates are an attempt to bring the economy back into equilibrium. The expectation is that the prices of many items will fall, including everyday goods such as gas and groceries. However, the question is whether the Fed can walk this fine line of raising the interest rate without raising them too much too quickly. This is sometimes referred to as a soft landing. Meanwhile, borrowers suffer. They either pay higher rates or don't borrow at all, or take a while to become accustomed to higher rates, but they still impact affordability. And lenders and mortgage insurance companies and everyone associated with residential lending is impacted. Makes sense? Turning to bonds, we learned yesterday that U.S. consumer prices rose by more than forecast to a 40-year high last month, encouraging selling that sent yields along the yield curve to fresh highs for the year. Coupled with the solid jobs report last week and record low unemployment, the inflation data pressures the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates even more aggressively, read at least 75 base points, potentially 100 base points, at its November policy meeting. We do not receive another CPI reading before the Fed meets on November 1st and 2nd, so this inflation figure, along with the PCE index, will be what the Fed focuses on. Yesterday's $18 billion 30-year Treasury bond reopening saw soft demand, though it was a bit better than interest received at 3-year and 10-year note sales over the previous couple days. There are some worries about a loss of adequate liquidity in the Treasury market, as the balance sheet capacity of broker-dealers to engage in Treasury's market-making hasn't expanded much, while the overall supply of Treasuries has climbed. Separately, this week's primary mortgage market survey from Freddie Mac showed the 30-year rate hitting its highest level since April 2002, 6.92% after rising 26 basis points in the week ending October 13th. The 15-year rate rose 19 basis points versus the prior week to a fresh high of 6.09%, while the 5-1 hybrid arm rate surged 45 basis points to 5.81%. Today's calendar is packed with potential market-moving data, starting with September retail sales, which came in unchanged, less than expected as well as import-export prices. Later this morning brings business inventories for August, preliminary October Michigan sentiment, and remarks from three Fed speakers, Kansas City's George, Fed Governor Cook, and Governor Waller. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by an eighth to a quarter, and the 10-year yielding 3.87 after closing yesterday at 3.95%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. About some more definitions. Dancing is the vertical frustration of a horizontal desire. Headache is a method of contraception most widely used by women. Intellectual is someone capable of thinking more than two hours about something other than self. Monogamy is repressed polygamy, and a nanosecond is a fraction of time which occurs between the lights turning green and the car behind honking its horn. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com.
questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.